0: Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT Mondays at 310. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. WDAF HT2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's begin now.
1: that familiar tune you hear that you know after hours has started that was a fast hour that really was it's funny how it works in radio you'll do like a four-hour show and you'll think it drags on you'll do an hour show of fantasy football and you're like what just happened Feel like you're in like a ring with mike tyson in the 90s it's like you show up boom you're knocked out and you wake up an hour later
2: or you got 30 seconds left to get all your stuff done and it feels like an eternity. Yeah. And then you're, you know, you're waiting for a commercial another commercial break to run around and it takes forever. No kidding. Time 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 is is a vortex in this building.
1: It is. So is the uh temperatures. You'll come in here one day it'll be hotter than the surface of the sun. And then you'll come in here again another day and it's like polar ice caps.
2: When I was working at KMBZ earlier in the week, it was literally 89 degrees in in the booth.
1: Hate to see it. It's like in the summertime, you'll come up here with like a hoodie on. People be like, you know that's going to be 90 today. You're like, yeah, it's going to be 17 in the studio, though. If it's going to be one
2: extreme, make it cold, because I can prepare for that. Make it cold. There's only so much I can take off before they fire me.
1: Ooh. Well, that's your opinion. Chiefs finally back in action. Do you – this is kind of interesting. Do you like Monday night football? I don't really like
2: it when the Chiefs play on Monday night.
1: Mm-hmm. makes the week go by faster, but it makes Sunday kind of open. Yeah. Also, it's kind of terrible when you have a game on Monday night after you've had a bye week. And the game before that, you played at 8 o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah, it's the la- it's been so weird. Like,
1: football hasn't existed for what feels like three weeks for us. It, it does seem like it's been an eternity since the Chiefs have played. But they'll get back to it Monday night, Philadelphia. Don't forget, Monday morning. Um, no Mahomes on Monday, obviously, as a game. Should be at Tuesday. No show Monday night, obviously, Chiefs play. But we'll be back on Tuesday, 7 to 9. You'll have the Chiefs Kingdom show at 6. And then you'll have after hours from 7 to 9 with myself and Nick Price. But I do want to talk a little bit about what is developing for the AFC picture. And on the backside after the break, I want to dive into one team in the AFC. But if there's one thing that we know, year in and year out, there's been one thing that's been truly consistent in, in, the, in the NFL, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Um, we've seen teams try to compete with Kansas City. We've seen teams try to say they're a rival to Kansas City. There is no rival at the moment for the Chiefs, and we know that, right? We've, we played you audio of people saying that Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, uh, chief editor over there, he even told you that the other day on the show. He said there's no more rival to Patrick Mahomes. There hasn't been one except for Joe Burrow. We know how that's going. And this was Nick Wright when it came to rivalries against the Chiefs.
0: Right now, there is no rival for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Everybody thinks they're the Chiefs' rival. I don't know who the Chiefs think their rival is. But people say, oh, it's the Bengals. Well, the Bengals right now are in ninth place, so they need to worry about making sure they don't miss the postseason, and then we can see if that rivalry can be reborn. There is no Peyton Manning to Patrick Mahomes' as Tom Brady. Maybe it'll be Burrow. Maybe. Bur- Burrow's got a lot of catching up to do, and his couple interceptions in the fourth quarter this week made it a hell of a lot more likely that his team's going to be on the outside looking in in the postseason.
1: And that obviously came before the Joe Burrow injury announcement that he's out for the rest of the season. Like I said, we'll dive into what Cincinnati did this year uh, on the other side of a break that we'll get to in about five to, five to six minutes. But it's crazy how every year the one consistency that we seem to fall into is the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You don't win your division, for seven consecutive seasons by accident. You don't remain the number one threat in the ASC by accident. You do these things because you are a well or, or a well-oiled machine. You do these things because of what you have at head coach, what you have at general manager, what you have at quarterback. And we've seen these all before. We've seen these things try to happen, right? Tennessee was a splash in a pan. Their window closing. Buffalo, 30 mil over the cap next year. We'll see where they go moving forward with that. Cincinnati, they had it. They've got a lot of questions coming up as well. And it's just a very, very interesting picture because of what a league was that was so wide open just two weeks ago is closing quickly to a two-team race to the end. Right? Like you have Baltimore and Kansas City. And there's one thing the Chiefs have been surprisingly lucky with is the injury bug. Now we know that Nick Bolton is out until, you know, later on in the season, probably get back right around the playoff push, use that bye week if you get the one seed, and then get, you know, right back to action. But the Chiefs continue to consistently be that team. Nobody else really can. No one else really has shown you proof that they will continue to do it. Buffalo three-game stretch. Josh Allen, we can all agree, has not been the same since the 13-second loss. And the Chiefs consistently do it because of what they are. And I know there are concerns that people have with their offense. There are no concerns with what they have at defense, and that's a beautiful thing. But you have to believe in the trust that they'll get it going forward. And this is the game of the year coming up. This is the best in the NFC versus the best in the AFC. Andy Reid, 27-4 coming off the bye. Andy Reid, four games won against the Philadelphia Eagles since leaving Philadelphia. You don't have concerns overall with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think. You'd like to see somebody step up as wide receiver one. Who's it going to be? Rasheed Rice, the floor is yours. But again, you have one of the top three best defenses in the league and you have a top 10 offense. Consistency. Everybody else in the league has shown they can't stay at the top. And maybe it is frustrating, right? It's like maybe somebody that we just did the fantasy football show. It's like somebody in your fantasy league. Every year, you know that Dave is going to be there. He's going to have a team. He's going to do his research and he's going to be there. Might lose a game randomly to somebody who always finished in the lower tier, but it's not going to derail them. Right? The Chiefs have lost to Denver and Detroit. They lose game one. They didn't have both their, you know, two of their top three starting players on their team. They lose to Denver. They turn the ball over five times. They beat themselves. But they tend to fix it and move forward with it. And again, no one, as we put this whole thing together, no one really rivals that. Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, those are your top four teams. Which one do you fear the most? You beat Miami. You beat Jacksonville. You haven't played Baltimore. You might in the AFC Championship game, but again, none of that is consistent. Your wild card, your wild card teams: Steelers, Browns, Texans. You know who's out: Cincinnati, Buffalo. All those teams outside looking in at Week 12 of the season. You know what Kansas City is like. You know, uh, like
2: an improv, they teach you yes and, right. So when you're doing a skit and you're answering a question, you're supposed to be like, yes, and, and then allow for the next person to sort of fill in the blank. Yeah. That's the NFL. The AFC has been the Chiefs and, and fill in the blank. Since Patrick Mahomes has been winning this division in Ben Year. it's been the Chiefs and, and then fill in whoever you want. You're right. Buffalo, the Bengals, Tennessee for about three and a half seconds. So it's been Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, and fill in the blank with whatever year it is.
1: It's just that the obvious on the wall is – The most important thing you can do in modern day NFL is get a quarterback that like we say, you can just set it and forget it. The chiefs have that. The chiefs have QB one, right? Not talking numbers this year. Obviously that is CJ Stroud. But one thing the chiefs do more often than not is they win the games. They're supposed to win. This is a game that you should win. I believe you're a two and a half point favorite. You beat this team in the Super Bowl. This is a rematch. But Chiefs win those games, right? They beat Miami. That's when the season really ramped up. Now it's even more ramped up. It's elevated that much more when you play a team like Philadelphia. And again, the Chiefs never seem to look lost, right? Buffalo looks lost. Cincinnati looked lost. Joe Burrow, that roller coaster, that's interesting in itself. But the Chiefs never really look lost. Jacksonville, right? Hot start. Won five games in a row. Lost two. Then won five in a row. 6-3, and they look lost. In fact, when they showed the audio last week of Jacksonville playing San Francisco, literally a guy from San Francisco was like, they don't know what they're doing, and somebody from Jacksonville was like, we don't know what we're doing. See, told you. Literally, there's audio of it. But the Chiefs have the greatest combination that you can have for consistency in the NFL where all these other rivals don't. Right? It's not all sunshine and rainbows and flowers in Buffalo right now. Your two coordinators are gone. The Chiefs have a coordinator gone, but that's because Right? That's because one went and got a job elsewhere. The other one probably not going to do that. Spags, I don't think we'll ever leave to get a head coaching job because I don't think he wants to. Why would you? You have a well-oiled machine in Kansas City. Buffalo, Cincinnati, we'll see about Baltimore. But it's interesting. There is no true rival. You got to stay consistent to be a rival. That's why there's no rival in the AFC. You can call it the Chargers, but you beat them out of 10 years, you win seven to eight times. It's not a rivalry. Denver, they're just annoying. Raiders, they just suck, right? You just don't like those teams. But it comes to the NFL, no one's really shown that they can be a spot to compete with Kansas City year in and year out. Cincinnati, we'll get into them on the other side because something really, really interesting has happened to that team. And, again, we talk about windows. We'll get into those windows on the other side. Listen to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back here on After Hours. I did promise you that if you got in some late fantasy texts, I would – Give them to fantasy football text. I can't answer your other fantasies. I just want to be clear. Uh, You
2: can do that on Cody and Gold on Thursdays. Oh, is that what they do?
1: Yeah, they got a fantasy fantasy? hour. Mm. Those two guys giving out, like, fantasy love advice? They
2: say it's any kind of fantasy, whether it's fantasy football or otherwise explicit. Gotcha. Not Sunday material. Let's go with that. Yeah, we don't do that on Sunday.
1: We don't do that. But somebody says, "Flex a chain, Pollard, Garrett Wilson, a chain, baby." He's back. A lot of people love that. Somebody from the nine one three. What's up, Dusty? What's up, nine one three? Two Sundays in a row without cheese football or NASCAR. It's not all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's why you have the red zone subscription, right? That's why you. That's why you tune into it. it makes the day go by faster. It just seems like a good like. So we did a friendsgiving last night. bunch of the bunch of the friends went to a buddy's house. Everybody brings a dish. I love friendsgiving.
2: Awesome. Underrated.
1: Very underrated. Perfectly rated, I think, actually, because it's uh, it's like how you want to get around your family on Thanksgiving, but you don't because your family. You don't want to be, you know, super wasted face, but uh, with your friends. It's interesting to have a conversation. Well at
2: at uh you know, Friendsgiving, I choose to be around all these people. At Thanksgiving, there's uh-huh. a lot of people I
1: don't choose to be around. Right. Yeah, you like go watch TV. Um, hey, did you answer this on the air? I am uh AM deer hunting, so I had to turn the radio down. Uh well let me see what your question is. Eight one six, I'll try to stay quiet for the deers. Start two ETN Walker or Mostert. ETN and Mostert. Now go get you a go get you a deer, Daddy. And then remember that when you do get that deer, that you could bring some deer jerky into 610 Sports Radio, and I will eat the hell out of it. There's not a whole lot better than deer jerky. Somebody says, hey, Dusty, just FYI, Bruce and Stevie Van Zandt are being interviewed on 60 Minutes Night. Oh, it's already recorded. (laughs) I've already got it recorded. I'm going too wide to avoid my family for Thanksgiving. Somebody says, Did anybody watch the Formula One race last night? Casey Hunt. Good morning, Dustman. See, there's the name. We go by the Dustman now. We don't go by the werewolf in case you missed it. It's retired. It's in the rafters. Um <clears throat> I will say, uh I saw that the Formula One thing in Vegas was like kind of suspect. Somebody hit like a manhole or a pothole and blew that F1 car up.
2: Yeah, they had uh I think it's one of those like gas manholes, the, mm. the smaller ones. Gas yeah. manhole.
1: That sounds dirty.
2: Yeah, that was. Uh, no bueno.
1: Yeah, Friendsgivings are pretty nice.
2: Friendsgiving, like I said, I choose to be around all those people in my life.
1: Yeah. How about this right here? Getting a breakfast burrito meal from McDonald's and listening to your show before church and sliding into football is a great start to a Sunday. Thanks. Man, every time I... I haven't done it in a while, but you get those breakfast burritos, throw that hot picante sauce on it. Ooh, boy. That's like when you've tied one off the night before, you had a really rough Friendsgiving. You go hit up that breakfast burrito meal hash brown and then just you know let it take over.
2: The McDonald's breakfast burrito just hits differently.
1: Sometimes in a bad way.
2: Yeah. Well, sometimes you know. it
1: makes you get that noise in your stomach after you've eaten one of them and you're like, uh oh. But yeah, they do. I don't know what it is, and they're just frozen. They just heat them up and give them to you. You could make these things, but we choose not to. Um. Hey, Dusty, should I start Chiefs or Jets defense? Um. Ugh. Chiefs. I don't know if I want to play that Jets defense against a Bills team that's pissed. Somebody from the 75, Aaron Rodgers returning on Christmas Eve. Is that even realistic? Apparently.
2: I, I don't believe all that crap.
1: I mean, dude, he's out there right now. I the don't care.
2: I don't care what he says. Here's the thing. I think he's just doing it to stay relevant in the media. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Because if he was on the sideline and, you know, when's the last time we talked about Kirk Cousins? Right? He blew his Achilles out for the season. Nobody talks about Kirk Cousins. We keep talking about Aaron Rodgers because he's like, ooh, I might come back this year. I think he's going to. No. Okay.
1: Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, or Jahan Dotson? Ah, uh, Judy. That's a tough three. Calvin Ridley, I think, is you, you bench him. Dusty, what's up, bro, bro? This is G-Baby. Hi, G-Baby. Devin Singletary or Spears? Singletary. He had 30 for 150 last week against Cincinnati Bengals, who were terrible against the run. Uh, Arizona, not great against the run either. Look for them to use him a lot this week. But we did talk about um, we talked a little bit about the Bengals. Right? The Bengals are an interesting team to me. And this news, I believe, broke Friday around 145-130 of Joe Burrow being put on a shelf for the rest of the season. If I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'm pissed and all the right reasons. Because what's the one thing that we saw early on in preseason or in training camp when it came to Joe Burrow, right? Because we just talked about how there's no rival and the consistency of the Chiefs is just unmatched when it comes to everybody else. If Patrick Mahomes had some sort of injury that was one that really needed time to wait, the Chiefs would do it. They would wait for it. Now, I know the high ankle sprain, obviously he proved to everyone that he could play. We have an example of this already. Right. The, the knee.
2: Yeah. In uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah. He could have – He they popped his knee back in place. He said
1: he was feeling good. He was begging to go back into the game, but they kept him out. Yeah, and I mean, I think the thing that's interesting about Cincinnati is that there are three main questions that I have for that franchise. One – Who's calling the shots? Because if Zach Taylor is not calling the shots, then who is? Because if video that we saw of Joe Burrow having something on his hand, again, you can have your, you know, you can have your conspiracy theories of what it might be. Because he was starting that game, played that game, and then it got aggravated, and you saw the video of him trying to throw the football and couldn't. And I think that when you look at Joe Burrow, and you look at the you know, the regards of this game, of the NFL, Cincinnati really can't afford this. Money-wise, time-wise, right? If you're going to continue to try to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati will miss the playoffs this year. They won't play in meaningful football. Their quarterback's out for the year, browning their new quarterback. They'll try to rally behind him. But again, when you talk about these teams and trying to stay at the top, yes, it is every year we do this. Who stays healthiest the longest? And we've seen a ton of quarterbacks go out this year, right? Quentin just mentions Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones. I have a list of all the
2: starters in front of me. Yeah, go ahead. So we've obviously Aaron Rodgers, uh, Anthony Richardson, which some people forgot about, the Colts' starting quarterback. Kirk Cousins, uh, Giants, and Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Burrow. Now, while not all of those guys are superstars, you know, like Daniel Jones and Anthony Richardson, right, we don't – We don't know what Richardson's going to be, and obviously Daniel Jones is, in my opinion, a bust. But the fact is, these are all starting quarterbacks. When the NFL has put emphasis on protecting the quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's just, not only that, but like you look at, you know, you hear all those names, right? But the other questions you have for Cincinnati is, if their head coach isn't calling the shots, and who is? The other thing is, how hurt is Joe Burrow, and why do you not know that? Like, he's been questionably hurt all season long, and then he kind of felt right again. You know, they went out and they played Arizona. They beat them. Jamar Chase had a huge game. They played that Houston Texans game. It looked like it was going to be a shootout, was a shootout, finished with Houston winning with a last-minute field goal, or last-second field goal. The other part about this that I have questions about is, what are you doing moving forward to keep your team successful? Because there's one thing that we know... The Chiefs survived the first wave before paying Patrick Mahomes, right? They got a Super Bowl, went to two with Tyree Kill, survived the first wave. Now they're in the second wave of this Mahomes career. First five years are done. This is the next five. And in the first year of the second phase, they won a Super Bowl. They got it right. Now what they've done is they've protected him with an offensive line and a defense. I know the question out there of who's going to be the wide receiver one. We still don't know. But you have a top five, you have a top 10 offense and a top three defense. You've survived, you've adjusted, you've made moves. You didn't get to pay Tyreek Hill, who is a top three wide receiver in the NFL, probably, most likely, a Hall of Fame wide receiver, but you had to part ways with him. Now, is Joe Burrow the same without a Jamar Chase? We don't know. Joe Burrow's always had Jamar Chase, but they've got to pay Jamar Chase. And they've got an option to either pay or release or trade T. Higgins. And their first window is closed. Like their first wave is done. Burrow's been paid. They went to a Super Bowl. They went to -to back-to-back AFC Championship games and won one. Now you're going to miss the playoffs. Next year, you're probably not going to have T. Higgins. I don't imagine they would pay Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. If they do, the rest of the team will be terrible. They won't be able to keep pieces of that defense together. Cincinnati, lots of questions, lots of concerns. You fumbled the ball with your quarterback, who you have to protect and keep protected for longevity. And one thing that we do know, I think we can all agree to this, Joe Burrow seems injury prone. And if you're going to pay guys like T. Higgins or Jamar Chase, that means has to give. And one thing they went out this year and did, they signed a left tackle. You know who it was. And the offensive line still seems to be an issue for Joe Burrow. Been sacked 148 times in five years. There's no no surprise or shock factor as to why Joe Burrow has constantly been hurt. He's not protected. And when you have a quarterback who's supposed to be the second tier at the top, competing with Patrick Mahomes and trying to be a rival, you cannot do that if you do not protect him. Andrew Luck found that out the hard way. Said, you know what? I'm not 30 yet. I've been hurt too much. I've made enough money. I'm done. I'm not saying Burrow's going to do that. But if you're going to have a franchise, you're going to try to continuously compete with Kansas City, you've got some front office questions and you've got some head coach questions because I don't know who's calling the shots. But if my quarterback was that banged up and questionable to be able out of the entire season, I don't think he's playing in that Ravens game, which was a must win. And now you are totally out. So again, we'll find out. A lot of questions. A lot of concerns for one Cincinnati team that was on top of the world and now bottom of their division and will not finish more than fourth in that division, I promise you. Three wild card teams. They're not in it. Buffalo, another set, another team, another subject. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll talk more about the AFC. We'll talk about the game slates at the end of the 10 o'clock hour, and then we'll finish this show up at noon. You are listening to After Hours on the other side. We take you back towards memory lane and give you a little bit more confidence in why I don't think you need to worry as much as some people might. It's been a while, but we'll bring you back in focus and try to give you a little trip down memory lane that was just, well, about nine months ago when it comes to Philadelphia and the Kansas City Chiefs. For Quentin, I'm Dusty Liggins, and you're listening to After Hours. Back here on After Hours on a Sunday till noon. Whew, feels like a good cozy day. It's like a good little hot toddy to start the day, you' like a hot toddy, you get into those, I don't know what a hot toddy is. you serious, yeah, oh, oh man, little honey, a little whiskey, heat it up, mix it together, nice little adult tea, I guess, okay, you into that?
2: I don't know how I feel about hot whiskey. well, it's warm.
1: I don't know if it's like hot hot, okay, you, just, you know a little at microwave. that point,
2: why don't you just you know just drink some hard apple cider ugh.
1: I don't know. I'm not into that. I like apple stuff. I just don't like apple cider. Right. I don't know. My uh, one time,
2: my uh, college roommates, mm-hmm. they were all of a sudden they would get like impulses to do something like make something from scratch or whatever. And uh, we were making some apple cider in a crock pot. And we almost uh, made our friend go into shock because he's allergic to cinnamon. And uh, we didn't know that she needed cinnamon into going to apple cider. So we almost uh we avoided near disaster on that day.
1: No cinnamon, that's like the main ingredient other than the cider. Uh well, I didn't know he was allergic to cinnamon. Oh. That's not a that's not a conversation you have. He's
2: like, "Hey, are you allergic to anything random?" I don't know if I am allergic to anything. I'm not allergic to anything. Stupid people. Yeah. I'm kidding. There you go. It's a Sunday show,
1: praise God. Um yeah, I don't know. I just found out that um uh, a lot of people I know are allergic to bananas. What? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that like before. Like the seeds and the bananas? Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yep. I would hate that. I love me some nanners.
2: I would hate to be allergic to peanuts, man.
1: Somebody said uh, on Cody and Gold. Um, oh, where's it at? Where's it at? It says, they did say Dusty would be the best dancer at a wedding. Are they right? I will tell you this, and I, I know that you don't care. I care. Um, (laughs) I love to cut me some rug at a wedding. Yeah. And my always move is go find the mother of the bride. It's a big day for her, right? Her daughter is going to marry some other dude. A lot of stress, you know. I don't know what maybe their relationship is, but you know what? They're always fun. And I'll go find. I'll go find me that 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 cougar, that mom, and I'll say, "Hey, let's go. Let's go listen to shout and let's let it all out." I also love when you see the the older person of the wedding family let loose. Like the grandpa gets on the floor and starts doing oh, yeah, the chicken he's dance, out moves, doing the sprinkler, the lawnmower, right. I also really want to go to a Jewish wedding. Those look like they're a lot of fun. Like when they raise their the chair the chairs up. Yeah. That seems very, like, weddings are a very physically exhausting thing. I love weddings. Yeah. Like, I'm not married. Haven't ever been married. Thought about it. Didn't work out. It is what it is. Um. Eventually want to be married. But I feel like if it's my wedding, I don't know if I can be the dancing guy. I
2: think you have other responsibilities. And you gotta say
1: hi to everybody. Thank everybody for coming. Yeah. Somebody said he's definitely too young for a hot toddy, Dust Man. What a good hot toddy is hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps. I'm not a big peppermint guy. Ooh, I love peppermint. It's also a, uh, it's like an upper. You throw some peppermint oil on that neck, you'll wake up. But yeah, weddings are fun, man. I love weddings. I'm always wine at a wedding too. We are trying to plan
2: a bachelor party for one of my uh, old college roommates. You staying or going somewhere? That's
1: what we're trying to figure out. I would stay. You can find a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. If you go, then you kind of lose, like, certain people. It's like destination weddings. Right. You know, you want a lot of people. Maybe you don't. You want, you know, people at your wedding. But, like, you go somewhere. You're basically given an open invitation of, hey, we're doing this. It doesn't matter if you come or not, but we're still going to, you know, Sanibel Island to get married.
2: It will will not be. If we go, it's not going to be far. It would be, like, spend a, get an Airbnb somewhere. Mm. I think this is a good conversation to have with Bink. What, weddings? No, 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 a bachelor party. Figure Uh, out where to go for a bachelor party.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's kind of one of those guys, I think, though, if you tell him, hey, we're having a bachelor party, he'll just say, all right, tell me where and when I'll be there.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll bring out some Wamingo Kansas stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. From the A16 to clarify, that was Cody and Gold talking about, out of everyone at 6'10", who would be the best on the dance floor? Dusty was the consensus. Let's go. You don't dance at weddings like you did in high school, though, right? Like high school, there's a lot of like bumping and grinding. You got a little got a little nasty on the dance floor. Weddings, you don't really do that. Weddings, you kind of just do the finger jive and you do the cliche songs, like a little bit loud, you know.
2: I hate the club scene. So I've been to one club. I got dragged into it, hated it, never going again.
1: Okay. That was that was you're there. Uh for those of you that are wondering, uh, your actives today, Keenan Allen, Deontay Foreman, Rico, uh, Zay Jones, Pat Faramuth, inactives, Jeff Wilson Jr., Braxton Berrios, Noah Brown, Anthony G- Antonio Gibson, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., Jair Alexander, Adam Schefter, letting you know his games are in about an hour and 20 minutes, so they'll start again. I told you, um, if you uh, had any questions, 913-586-7610, I can answer those fantasy football questions. Football fantasy questions. Quentin will answer your fantasy desired questions. That could be a good gimmick for you, Quentin. Um memory lane chiefs 38 and the eagles 35
0: six seconds left in super bowl 57 regulation hurts takes the snap the chiefs only rushing two on a delay clock is going to be out of time and the pass is going to be underthrown it's incomplete it's incomplete Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57.
1: How does that make you feel? Goosebumps every time. Yeah. I uh I don't know what calls better, that one or the one against San Francisco. Because the one against San Francisco, yeah, like the places their flag at the highest summit. Yeah, I the the Which Super Bowl is better in your opinion? The Philadelphia one or the San Francisco 49er one?
2: Man, I think the San Francisco one for the fact that it was the first one and that mm. you can never You'll always remember that one sort of as that first one, and there was no controversy at the end, so you can't really you know, hear people complain about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So probably the 49ers one. Was there
1: controversy at the end of the Philadelphia one?
2: Well, the stupid holding, non-holding that people still complain about and the turf. I was going through old audio files before the show started, and oh, yeah. there was the defensive linemen that were complaining that the turf was slippery despite the fact that both teams were playing on the same crappy turf.
1: Yeah. Um... I liked the Philly one bias-wise because I had a lot of money on that game for bets because it started with the Cincinnati AFC Championship game. The Chiefs, I think, opened up as uh, three-point underdogs at home, and I hammered that and won it because it, I think it finally ended up moving to, like, a point. And then they got to the Super Bowl, and it was the same story. There were three-point underdogs against Philly. And I was like, okay, I'm taking Chiefs, two-and-a-half. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes will be the game MVP. And I'm taking the over. All three hit. Nice. And then right after that, I had Mahomes to be the MVP of the season. That hit. And I had Justin Jefferson as offensive player of the year. I painted that town red.
2: I, I will say, in terms of my Super Bowl party, the Philly one was definitely better because uh, I don't know. You remember the baked potato
1: girl?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. We uh, we had a baked potato bar. Oh really? At our uh, Super Bowl party, and it was awesome.
1: Was there anybody that had like a section with sweet potatoes?
2: No, we just like had normal uh, potatoes, but we had like we had a friend smoke some brisket, mm-hmm. and we had we put like brisket on our baked potato. I mean, it was really good. Sounds Shout like out to really baked potato in- girl.
1: You were really into this. Oh,
2: yeah. she uh, I tweeted the picture at her. She responded. It
1: was great. Oh, there you go. Claim to fame, Quentin. What's going on? Big potato. See, I'm a big sweet potato guy. I don't know why. I like them, though. I like them a lot. Like, give me some sweet potato fries over French fries. I know that's going to get a lot of people pissed off. But it's Sunday, so remember to be kind. The San Francisco win because of them celebrating when they were up. Philadelphia one to me just gets me going. Because everybody was on Philly's bandwagon. Like everybody's like, oh yeah. Philly, best team football. Oh, yeah. The, they the, play in the they, NFC. They um they were they
2: were talking about that defensive line was just going to dominate the offensive line. Zero because, sacks. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Did you have more fun with the Philadelphia Super Bowl win or the San Francisco 49er win? 49er was great for all the right reasons, right? You're down. Mahomes wasn't great, and then it just, like, clicked. And it was like, oh, okay, that's all we needed. Um, Definitely the Philly one because he threw it. He threw it big red through it in their face. Eh, I guess. I don't know, man. We said this year earlier. That uh, I believe was going to be a repeat Super Bowl. This gives me that kind of vibe that we're going to see this game again. I do think the Chiefs win this game um, because of certain things that are true, like Andy Reid off of a buy. Uh, the Chiefs are are fully healthy. Philadelphia is without Dallas Goddard, who is you know obviously not Travis Kelsey, but he's he's a solid option for Jalen Hurts. Like they have a connection, and now you're putting one less target on an offense that's going up against the defense. The other thing that's crazy about this game is that it's almost like the teams have flopped narratives. It is. Philadelphia last year was like, it's that defense, man. That defense, good luck. And the Chiefs offense was the number one offense in the league last year, and they made the Philadelphia defense go from first to worst in one game compared to what they normally do. Like, all their yards, opposite. All their points, opposite. Everything went the opposite direction. And then this year, you take a Chiefs team whose offense is top ten, but their defense is top two second-fewest-most points allowed in the league. And you're going up against Philly team whose offense now seems to be surging even more than they were last year. A.J. Brown, like we said, is only 69 yards behind Tyree Kill in receiving. Devonta Smith is still a valuable option. Their running game is still sporadic, and Jalen Hurts is getting better and better every single year.
2: A.J. Brown is possibly the third-best wide receiver in the NFL, and I think that he doesn't get talked about enough in that. I think you could get – if you talk to, you know, uh, what the old 100, 100 NFL fans in a bar – I think if you ask what your top three wide receivers were, a lot of people would leave out AJ Brown. I think he should be talked about more as one of the better receivers because I think we go Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson are one and two, mm-hmm. right? And I would this year I'd put Hill one. Last year I had Justin Jefferson one, but you know you could flip flop those, and I'm not really going to care all that much. Yeah, that three spot where it gets interesting, I think AJ Brown deserves to be talked about as as, as that
1: guy. Same with CD Lamb. CD Lamb's kind of found his own in the football world these days. But, yeah, I think I agree. I think it's probably Jefferson Hill. There's an argument if you want to have it for top two or top one. And then I think it's A.J. Brown. And you look at Tennessee, right? We talked about this earlier. Teams that have to get through the first wave, they decide to give Tannehill and a- and Derrick Henry money and let A.J. Brown go. Philadelphia, we'll give you money and look at that offense has done. They've been to a Super Bowl last year. They're the best team in the NFC this year. I mean, you saw that. That uh, draft room video when they mm-hmm. traded A.J. Brown to oh, the yeah. Eagles, their head coach was just like palm on face, like, how could you do this to me? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, that's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. We gave you a trip down memory lane. We can play it all day if you want, of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl last year against Philadelphia where they were underdogs in that Super Bowl. So far this year, the Chiefs are favorites in every single game. Chiefs in Philadelphia will play Monday night football. Um You'll hear that pregame start at 5 o'clock here on 610 Sports Radio, so short drive. Everything gets shifted a day later. Next week, you'll go fly by. You'll have Thanksgiving on Thursday, all that sort of stuff, Black Friday, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when we come back on the other side, we'll go over this weekend's or today's little NFL Sunday slate. What do we like? What do we don't like? Overs, unders, spreads. We'll get into all of it, plus all the AFC matchups that are potential to pivot things in the other direction for them and the right direction for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. you listen to to Sense Sports Radio. Under law injury lawyers, visit GetJim.com. Follow Fesco in the morning on the Odyssey app or
0: wherever you get your podcasts. No sleep.
1: Back here on after hours final segment of the 10 o'clock hour, then we got one more hour left. I know I'm sorry, but I have to leave you. I'm gonna go home and get real comfortable. Real comfortable. I'll let your mind wander on that one. I just it feels like a good pajama thermal day with nice, cozy socks, a little blanket, little leather chair, recline in it, just put on red zone and coast. You a socks and house guy? Oh yeah. And house slippers. Got them on today. Wore them to the studio. Had to break them in. Yeah, okay. It has memory foam. It has to get used to my feet. Mm -hmm. I like them, man. These things are nice. Look at this thing. You got, like, fur inside. Got a nice little sole on there. I got a little look at a quick trip today when I went and got a little coffee. They're like, that that guy, you know, he's ready. He's comfortable today.
2: You know you're an adult when getting getting new house shoes is, like, the highlight of the week.
1: Yeah, dude. I got these because uh, I coached a— Soccer team with my buddy for his kids. Right. And uh, one of their players, uh, she got me a card at the end of the season. Very sweet. And inside was an Amazon gift card. And I thought to myself, I don't really need anything, right? I don't want anything. But I'm a big robe guy, comfortable guy around the house. You know what I'm missing? House slippers. You know what I found on Amazon? House slippers. Got them in two days. No delivery fee. Win. There you go. Right? Yeah. It definitely seems like a good... A little start today with a hot toddy, then slide into a few sodas. Not too many, just a few. Um, But uh, NFL slate, I'll give you some of my my picks today as we obviously are a little bit of a degenerate, so we're going to do a lot of gambling today. Parlays, over-unders. Out of the noon slate, I'm really excited for this Cardinals-Texans game. I like that. I want to see if Houston can keep it up. Right. Arizona trying to probably play for, you know, pride, dignity. Kyler Murray's back. He looked decent last week. They're only two and eight, so they're not playing for anything. They're just kind of trying to figure out what they're going to be moving forward. CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans, five and four, second in the AFC South. Uh, they're the seventh seed currently in the wild card race. They win today. They go to six and four. Depending on what CJ Stroud can do, he's been great the last couple of weeks. I mean, great great the last couple weeks.
2: This is a great example Mm -hmm. of why the NFL is so great because at the beginning of the year, the basic universal thought was the Texans and the Cardinals are going to be the worst teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Texans have turned out not to be Mm -hmm. the Cardinals. You could make you could still make an argument for them being one of the worst teams. But the fact is is we're this late into the season and yet this game between two hypothetically the worst teams in football is an interesting game. Yeah, I think it's interesting because of,
1: you know, what they can be. Exactly. I think Arizona's better than what they are. They've Uh been without Kyler Murray, and everybody can say what they want about Kyler Murray. Oh, he doesn't understand playbooks. He doesn't understand the, the, the function of the NFL. They had lost, I think, six games in a row. He comes in, they win. Like, yeah, they might not have played anybody, you know, worth a darn. But he's still your franchise quarterback. He still has the talent to be that guy. C.J. Stroud, obviously, probably what everybody wants as a quarterback. Draft him, it hits, it works, you have nothing to worry about. A lot of similarities to the rising surgeons that was Patrick Mahomes, right? Not saying that he is Patrick Mahomes, but the storyline around it. Like, Patrick Mahomes didn't start as a rookie, but his first year in the NFL, it was like every week, it's like, this kid just keeps doing something new, right? You went down and beat Cincinnati last week. You were five-and-a-half-point dogs, and you won the game. And you showed some adversity and you came above it, right? Like there was the pick late in the game for CJ Stroud, who hadn't thrown a pick in a long time. And he threw one at a crucial moment, but didn't affect him. He came back and drove his team down the field to get a you know game winning field goal. Other other games, you have Pittsburgh, Cleveland. This is gonna be one of those classic AFC North battles, two powerhouse in that team, two playoff teams right now. Funny that you talk about the the NFL universe, who had Cleveland at six and three this late in the season, right? Who had the Browns going this far, this late? Pittsburgh, Cleveland, 34-and-a-half is the over-under. Two-point favorite are the the Cleveland Browns. I think that's moved to two-and-a-half, actually, according to DraftKings. Uh, Cowboys-Panthers, that game's interesting just because Frank Reich is on the hot seat, and that's a guy that was supposed to come over there, get a draft pick of Bryce Young, and develop, and he hasn't. And it's a mess. And then he went into the media and was like, yeah, you know, certain owners have certain says. And this one, you know, kind of threw his owner under the bus. That ain't good. The guy that writes your check, you probably shouldn't have uh, hot takes on. Right? Um, throughout the day, the evening slate, not great. Right? Tampa, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Jets, Bills, Vikings, Broncos. And then Monday night, Chiefs, Eagles is when it gets back to being exciting. Jets, Bills is interesting because we're gonna find out. I'm gonna find out real quick who the Jets or who the Jets believe is the leader of that franchise. Robert Sala or Zach Wilson. Because Robert Sala is sticking by Zach Wilson, who has continuously failed late in games, not been good. That'll break a team. Whereas the Buffalo Bills, they just fired their offensive coordinator. Maybe a fall guy fired your defense coordinator last year. It's not working this year on offense. Stefan Diggs, his brother, obviously we know that he was out and saying that get him out of Buffalo. This screams like we're going to see that Buffalo team and the narrative's going to switch overnight and be like, I don't know, Buffalo plays like that moving forward, they may have fixed some things on offense. They're still a threat. We'll find out.
2: I have some thoughts on the Buffalo Bills, but it might take too long to fit in in this segment. We might have to continue that on the other
1: side. And that's Quentin's Tease. I'm Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio.